Father, we thank you for this morning. We lift your name on high. Accept our thanks in Jesus' name. Thank you for all you have done. Thank you for all you are doing. Thank you for what you will continue to do. Be glorified in Jesus' name. Father, as we continue, you continue with us. Speak unto us. Teach us. Touch us. And let your name be glorified. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We love you, Lord. For we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's have our seats. Let's have our seats. And let's open our Bibles to the book of Romans chapter 8, verse 11. Romans chapter 8, verse 11. Romans chapter 8, verse 11. I read. Romans 8, 11. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Amen. Amen. Last Sunday, we looked at a topic we called the resurrection power. And in looking at this topic, we said a few things. Number one, the resurrection power is the Holy Spirit. You know, the Holy Spirit is the powerhouse of the Godhead. When God begins to move, whatever God does, he does through the Holy Spirit in his interaction with us. We said Jesus promised before he left that he would send the Holy Spirit unto us. And then we said the Holy Spirit does impossible things. Testimony, impossible things. He does impossible things. And then we mentioned two of those impossible things. Apart from the conception of Christ, we said he brings back to life. He does what? And then we said he heals the sick. So today, as we round up that discussion, we're just going to look at one aspect of things that he does. And that is, he makes a way where there is no way. He does what? He makes a way where there is no way. Matthew 28 verse 2. Matthew 28 verse 2. Matthew 28 verse 2. The Bible says, And behold, there was a great earthquake. For the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. Do you know what, brethren? That thing that has been holding you back, that obstacle that is blocking your path, what would the angel of the Lord do with it? And after reading the what will he do? He will sit on it. When the angel of the Lord sits on a problem that has been solved, can anybody unsolve it? Somebody is not sure. Can anyone unsolve a problem that God has solved? He rolled the stone away and then sat upon it. Why was it necessary? It was necessary because Jesus was resurrected from the dead. His body had to leave that place. Of course, God could have made him to disappear and reappear. But at that point in time, God chose that there was an obstacle that needed to be removed. And so the stone was rolled away. And the angel that rolled the stone away did what? Sat upon it. I said, let me see the person that will come and move me from this place. Do you know God has made a way for you? Somebody is not sure. I said, do you know God has made a way for you? 
Do you know that that stone that looks unmovable has been moved? Do you know that God is showing you a way forward? And on this first day of May, you are starting a new journey. I said you are starting a new journey. A journey of progress. You are not going back. Once Jesus left that grave or that tomb, that thing is all, it's only there today for, do I call it for decoration? People go to Jerusalem to go and see. They say, oh, at least what they, we don't know if it is the original one or not. They say, this is where Jesus was laid. But Jesus is no longer there. He's here with you and I. After that day, Jesus left the grave never to go back. He makes a way where there is no way. When you, in the book of Joshua chapter 6, the children of Israel got to the promised land. They crossed the river Jordan. But the first conquest of their journey was a city called Jericho. There was no way they could have said, ah, this one is too big, oh. let's leave this one. Let's go and do the smaller ones, like many of us will say. Say no, there was no room for that. Jericho had to be overcome. Tell somebody, Jericho has to be overcome. Jericho, there was no leaving Jericho and say, okay, this one is difficult. Let's go to it. no. Because unless Jericho was conquered, the people of now will begin to say, ah, look at them. They can't even do anything. In fact, maybe those stories they told us about what God did in Egypt and maybe it's just they're just fables. Are ah, these not the people we are seeing? Ordinary Jericho, they cannot overcome. How could they overcome the Gibeonites? So they had to overcome Jericho. And I want to tell someone here today, you will overcome Jericho. I said you will overcome Jericho. So the Lord gave them instruction. The Lord said you will do some things that humanly speaking are foolish. For seven days, or let's, let's say for the first six days, you will move around the city of Jericho you will be quiet, you will say nothing. And I believe the, 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 the people that were, the warriors of Jericho were looking at them and said, look at these clowns. So they came all the way from Egypt to come and be dancing around the world. Remember, they were told to say nothing. They were not singing. They were just walking around, maybe marching in unison and they went around the forest and said, what are these people doing? And you see, they saw them walking around their city for seven good days. They did nothing. Does that make sense? The enemies have come. They are walking around the city. They are not attacking us. We have all our weapons, and yet we are chosen to do what? To do nothing. That's the way God operates. When God is ready to make way for you, he confuses the enemy. God will confuse your enemy. Every obstacle on the path to your progress, beginning from this day, first day of May, God will confuse them in the name of Jesus. The Bible says in Judges chapter 6, from verse 15 to verse 16, that it came to pass on the seventh day, they rose early about the dawn of the day and compassed the city. Judges chapter 6, from verse 15 to 16. After the same manner, seven times. So they've been going around the city once before, but on this day, they went around the city seven times. And only on that day did they go around the city seven times. 
Verse 16. And it came to pass at the seventh time when the priest blew with the trumpets. Joshua said unto the people, do what? What did, Joshua, what, what did Joshua say unto the people? What did he say unto them? He said, shout. Shout for the Lord had given you the city. I want somebody to shout. That's the preparation. I said, shout. Hallelujah. When you shout, whatever you like, you say. Either you want, some people will shout Jesus. Some people will shout glory. Some people will shout hallelujah. So long as your shout is acceptable unto him, he will give you victory. And the type of shout that will break down the wall of Jericho is not the type of shout you shout sitting down. The world will just be looking at you and laughing. Your obstacle will not laugh at you. I said your obstacle will not laugh at you. So is somebody ready to shout now? Is somebody ready to shout now? Shout. We are, we, are, we, are, we, are, we are getting very close. We are getting very close. That wall must fall. Tell somebody, that wall must fall. On the seventh day, they shouted and the wall fell down flat. Shout again. Jesus! We are going to shout three more times. I am the first one. I'm going to shout glory. The second one, that's me. Don't shout what I'm shouting. I'm just telling you. The first one, I'm going to shout glory. The second one, I'm going to shout hallelujah. And the third one, I will shout Jesus. Number one, glory. Number two, hallelujah. Number three, Jesus. The Bible says at the name of Jesus, every knee must bow. Every obstacle that followed you here, they are flattened in Jesus' name. I said they are flattened in Jesus' name. Let's have our seat. Let's have our seat. The Bible goes on to tell us in Joshua chapter 6 verse 20. It says, so the people shouted and it came to pass. When the people heard the sound of the trumpet and they shouted with a great shout, that the wall fell down how? Flat. The wall fell down flat. Imagine a wall that was so thick that houses were built upon it. That tells you the mark. I mean, when the type of house we are in is built on a wall, it tells you how thick the wall was. But God did not toy with it. The wall was consumed. Every wall that followed here today it's gone in Jesus' name. Amen. I said, it's gone in Jesus' name. Amen. In praising God today, brethren, don't be concerned about what you get or don't get from him. Just praise him and give him all the glory. And he will make a way for you. When you praise God, at times it looks like foolishness. But God is in it. It's your testimony that will let others know that, ah, truly the God you serve is a living God. And God will prove himself in your situation. Jericho was the first fruit of the promised land. And so the Lord gave him an instruction. Nothing was to, take, was to be taken from it. Everything was an offering to the Lord. Everything was what? 
an offering to the Lord. And so Joshua said, the city shall be a cause. The city, everyone therein, only one person was saved with her relatives. And that was Rahab. Because she went the extra mile in accommodating the people that Joshua sent to spy out the land. And the people were warned, don't touch anything from Jericho. The silver, the gold, the diamond, they belong to who? Unto God. It was the first fruit of the promised land. And the man that disobeyed paid dearly for it. For their obedience, they had other conquests. So, brethren, it's very important. Today is the first day of May. The Lord may tell you to do some things that don't make any sense. But do it. You know what the mother of Jesus told us, those servants in John chapter 2? When there was no wine. She came to Jesus and said, they said there's no wine. And Jesus said, when did I start making wine? Why are you telling me if there's no wine? Am I going to buy wine? But she, once she told him there's no wine, she turned to the servant and said what? Whatever he tells you to do, do it. No matter how foolish it seems, do it. And that's the message for someone here today. Whatever he tells you to do, do it. Because the next step, what he will bring out of your action, you don't know. But he knows. And it will be glory to him and it will be a wonderful testimony for you in Jesus' name. There's a king of Israel by name Jehoshaphat. I'm going to round up very soon because my emphasis today is that we give thanks to God, that we praise God. But we are saying the Holy Spirit makes a way. When the wall of Jericho fell down flat, the way was made for every one of the children to go forward and conquer the promised land. Jehoshaphat and Judah were faced with an impossible battle. The Bible tells us to understand that there was no way of escape from this great multitude. It wasn't an ordinary multitude. It was a great multitude. Second Chronicles chapter 20, verses 1 and 2. Second Chronicles 20, verses 1 and 2. The Bible says, the children of Moab, the children of Ammon, and those beside the Ammonites came against Jehoshaphat to battle. And he got a word. He got a message. <laughs> Look at that verse 2. He was told that there cometh a great multitude. You see, a multitude alone is something. Is that not so? But this one was what? A great multitude. So the man became a vegetable. Like the Yorubas will say, This is dead, I'm seeing. No? There's no way forward. But you know what we are discussing today? He makes a way where there is no way. What did Jehoshaphat do? He declared a fast. Everybody pray to God. And we are made to understand that on the third day, on the third day of the fast, in, uh, when you go to verse 13 to 17, on the third day of the fast, the word of God came. And that's the word of God is coming to someone here today. Verse 13. All Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, their wives and their children. So everybody fasted. 
all Judah with their little ones, their wives, and their children. So fasting is not only for daddies. Amen? Fasting is not only for mommies. Fasting is for who? Everybody. I think uh, God wants you to emphasize that for someone here today. Daddy has been fasting day and night. Mommy is not even fasting. Not for any health reason. She's just not fasting because they say, well, you are the one that wants to become pastor. Continue fasting. When mommy is not fasting, how will the children fast? In this situation, in this instance, Jehoshaphat and everybody fasted. The people of Nineveh, when they fasted, in the book of Jonah, it wasn't only daddy and mommy and children that fasted. If you go and read that book, the chicken, the goat, the sheep, they all fasted. Everybody fasted. And God came through for them. God will come through for you. I said, God will come through for you. You are not going to die because you have not eaten. I'm sure you know that by now. You are not. I mean, it will only strengthen you. It will build you up. It will make you a warrior, a mighty man before the living God. So they all fasted. Verse 14. Then upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jael, the son of Mataniah, a Levite of the son of Asaph, came the Spirit of the Lord in the midst of the congregation. And he said, Hearken, ye all Judah and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou king Jehoshaphat. Thus said the Lord unto you, Be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but whose? Remember we said he makes a way. He makes a way. When it looks as if you are surrounded and there is no way forward, God makes a way. You are not the one that will fight the battle. Who will fight the battle? He will fight the battle for you. And then he said in verse 16, Tomorrow, go down against them. Behold, they come up by the cliff of Ziz. You will find them at the end of the book, before the wilderness of Jerusalem. Now take note. When the instruction came and said, tomorrow go down against them. In other words, he's saying, go and fight them. But then he's saying, you will not need to fight in this battle. He says, set yourselves, stand still, and seal the salvation of the Lord with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Fear not. Tell somebody, fear not. Say, fear not, nor be dismayed. But you can't continue sitting down at home and expect that the battle is won. He said, tomorrow do what? Go against them. Tomorrow you need to go out. I don't know what it is you want. You want a job? Tomorrow do what? Is somebody with me? You want a job? Tomorrow do what? You want that house? Either you want to buy a house, you want to rent a house. Tomorrow do what? This month... The Lord, for the, what the Lord gave to me for this month, for us, is that it is our month of supernatural favor. Our month of what? You see, favor alone is no man's job. It's not a kid's, uh, uh, how do they say, Jerry? Favor alone is not a child's play. That's what they say. But it's our month of supernatural favor. But you need to go out. You need to do what you ought to do. When Daniel made up his mind with his brethren 
that he will not defile himself with the portion of the king's rich food. The Bible says, before Daniel even came before the, the, the uh, leader of the, of, uh, I mean, Ariok, the leader of the eunuchs, and said, we don't want to eat this food. God, what did God do? God had already given Daniel favor in the sight of that man. But if Daniel did not come and say, we don't want to eat this food, what will happen? Daniel will continue to eat that abomination and he will defeat God's purpose. The Lord is telling someone here today, there is a simple step you need to take. It's a step of faith. And you need to take that step tomorrow. Knowing fully well that what? God has gone ahead of you. I remember a story, a testimony rather, that the Jew gave. There was a Holy Ghost service. And he said, there's a sister, you've been applying for a visa to the U.S. And they've been denying you. This time around, do what? Go back. They will give it to you. And the sister was excited. And she went to the embassy for the visa uh, interview. Saying, Daddy has said it this time around. I'm doing what? I'm getting That's what I'm getting it. She went and then after the man had interviewed, the man said, no, you are denied. The lady said, but my daddy said, and the man started laughing. So what do you mean your daddy said? Who is your daddy? And the lady said, my daddy, our pastor. Pastor E.A. Adeboye. And the man laughed the more. See, I thought she would even say maybe my daddy is what? Maybe the president. Maybe one minister. Maybe a governor. It's one pastor that said, and you think I will give you visa? The man laughed and the girl sat there. And then the man said, but you know what? Because you have made me to laugh, I'll give you the visa. He gave her that visa. You see, it doesn't matter the story. God spoke and she got her visa. God is speaking to someone here today. This week, you will overcome. This week, that long thing that has been outstanding, you will receive it. This week, that testimony will be perfected. And you give glory to God in Jesus' name. Tomorrow, they were told, go. Fear not. Do not be dismayed. God has gone ahead of you. God will fight for you. They may lock the gate and say no trespassing. Nobody comes in. But somebody that God has touched in there will stand up for no reason and will say, say ah, let that person come in. You can stop all others. But this one has what? Has to come in. Remember, it's a month of supernatural favor. And you manifest it in Jesus' name. Yours will not be found wanting in Jesus' name. Once the word of the Lord came, what did Israel do? They began to worship. 2 Chronicles 20, verse 18. The Bible says, And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground. And all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord, worshipping the Lord. I want you to realize one thing. When God said, Tomorrow, go. I will fight for you. God didn't tell them what he would do. Did he tell them? He didn't tell them. In fact, God did not tell them, worship me. He just said, tomorrow, go. When they came, tomorrow, the king spoke to the people in verse 20. He said, they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. 
And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, believe in the Lord your God, so shall ye be established. The Lord is speaking to someone here today. He wants to establish you in this land. And he will establish you in Jesus' name. Establishment is all round. It's not just one aspect. Not just job. Not just uh, food. Not just marriage. It's what? All round. All. God will establish you in Jesus' name. Believe his prophets. So shall you prosper. Because you need to prosper to be established. Is somebody with me? You need to prosper to what? To be established. And they began to sing. They began to praise God. They were washed in. There was no way forward. As they began to sing, the Lord set confusion into the midst of their enemies. They fought themselves. They killed themselves. It's all there in the passage. 2 Corinthians chapter 20. I'm going to be rounding up very soon. And the name of the Lord was glorified. I pray for someone here today. God will give you rest round about in Jesus' name. Look at verse 20. I mean verse 30 of that passage. Verse 30. Because you may not understand what I'm saying. See, so the realm of Jehoshaphat was quiet after he had defeated his enemies. For his God did what? His God gave him rest round about. So I pray for you one more time. God will give you rest round about. You see, before God gave him rest round about, he had defeated his enemies. His enemies fought themselves. The Bible says Jehoshaphat and Judah, he took them how many days? Three days. Taking the, 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 the spoils of war. Harvesting the spoils of war. There's a harvest for you. I said there's a harvest for you. And you will not miss it in Jesus' name. God will make a way for you in the name of Jesus. In this land that you have come to, that God has chosen to establish you, he will make a way for you. I say he will make a way for you. Let's rise on our feet. Yes, it's the month of May. Like we always say, the May is the number, I mean five is the number of grace. So I'm going to pray, just pray a few, a few prayer points. In the book of Genesis chapter 6 verse 8, the Bible says, Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. You are going to pray and say, Father, as if you want to pray. Say, Father, let me find grace with you today. In the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and pray. Say, Father, let me find grace. Let me find grace. Grace for the impossible. Grace to do the impossible. Grace to break through every barrier. Grace to uproot every limitation. Let me find grace with you today, O Lord, in the name of Jesus. Let me find grace. Let me find grace. Let me find grace. Let me find grace, find grace O Lord, in the name of Jesus. Let me find grace with you. Malita utroma ushkatalia atragabo. Thank you, Father. Let me find grace, O Lord. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. In that same Genesis chapter 6, verse 9, the Bible says, These are the generations of Noah. And then the Bible goes on to say, Noah was what? Number one, a just man. He was a just man. 
He was perfect in his generations. He walked with God. But all that will have availed nothing if Noah did not find grace with God. We are going to say, Father, let my walk in you not be in vain in the name of Jesus. I will not serve you in vain, Lord. My walk in you will not be in vain in the name of Jesus. My walk in you, Father, will not be in vain in the name of Jesus. My walk in you, Lord, will not be in vain in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, we are praying. You say, Father, let grace locate me today. Maybe before you pray that prayer, in Luke chapter 5, verse 3, the Bible says Jesus entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's. It just so happened that the ship he entered was the ship of Simon. And that day, the life of Simon was changed. Simon was never the same after that. The Bible says in verse 4, when he had left speaking, Luke chapter 5, he told Simon, launch out into the deep, let down your net for a drought. <laughs> and Simon began to blow grammar. We've toiled all night and we caught nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. And the Bible says, when they had this done, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes and their net break. They caught the greatest number of fishes that he had all his, all his life. You are going to pray with that prayer. And I say, Father, let grace locate me today in the name of Jesus. Pray as if you mean it. Say, let grace locate me today. Let grace locate me this morning. Let grace locate me this afternoon. Let grace locate me today, O Lord, in the name of Jesus. Let grace locate me, O Lord. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Father, we thank you for this morning. We lift your name on high. Accept our thanks in Jesus' name. It's our Thanksgiving Sunday. Father, let our thanksgiving ascend to the throne of grace in the name of Jesus. Let our worship ascend to the throne of grace in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We love you, Lord. Let your grace be sufficient for us. Let your grace abound for us. It is our month of supernatural favor. And your word has come unto us that tomorrow we should go. As we step out tomorrow, let your favor overshadow us. Let your favor put the devil to shame. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We love you, Lord, for we have prayed in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's have our seats. Let's have our seats. I have not forgotten. I want us to just do the little, little things here and there. We are still going to give time to do what? To dance, to sing, and to celebrate Jesus. And he will accept us in Jesus' name. Amen.